0: That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
1: This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at (laughs) fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show, and my name is Steve Curran.
0: Hello, I am Simon Byron. And no Anne
1: Scantlebury. No Anne Scantlebury. No Ann which surprised us both, honestly. About four minutes
0: ago, I said, Where's Anne? And I said, She's presumably,
1: oh no. She's she off. said she
0: was off.
1: So that's on us. Okay. She did, she did confirm that with HR, who is her. her. And she did let us know as well. So, Anne, wherever you are, Actually I think she is abroad, isn't she?
0: I don't know. I, was, I thought <laughs> she was gonna be here. No, I think she's
1: you know that work trip you thought she was taking last week? Right. She's to Spain. Yes. I think she's to taking do it, work and she said no, Simon, that's next week. Oh okay. I think it's this week. Right. <laughs> So, just us two then, eh? Just us two for now. For now. How's it going, Steve? Uh, I'm, uh, I've am i had a bit of a cold, but I'm better now, so I'm on a bit of an upswing Who after
0: that. Who hasn't? I, I struggled to shake mine off, and my wife, uh, she's been poorly for quite some time. Did you my think daughter's it was, been uh, coughing for years. Do you think it was, you know, cor- Smoking. coronavirus? I don't think it's that, Steve, No, me neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, me it's neither. good to get that Ridiculous checked. suggestion. Yeah.
1: And if any of you are thinking of writing in suggest making a joke about that don't well
0: join the queue because uh, in some uh, hot news we've got <laughs> an incredible
1: thing has happened listeners in fact I, I think we should trail this now okay uh while we were, when we arrived when i arrived uh, for the show just doing some admin with the boys upstairs <laughs> Checking some things out, and, uh, you know, one of the things... we. Wait,
0: but you tell me to get here at half six. And <laughs> I, I just thought that you arrived, like, slightly before me, but it sounds like you're hanging out with the boys yeah, upstairs. Just, just
1: got a few things to see okay. you know, over. It's just, you wouldn't be interested. I always say, you know, any post for us this week, it's always a futile...
0: Is this a joke between of you course. and the lads, is it? It
1: is, because they know, listeners to One Life Left, very switched on. They use the old email, don't yeah. they? On the old email. They're on the Discord. Yeah, they are. Just chat direct to us on Twitter and Bebo. <laughs> This week, um, saw it through the post, mm. found a letter, couldn't believe it, letter, Okay, That's the sound of a letter it hitting is. a mic, yeah. and then, for <laughs> unprecedented in One Life Left history, two letters. got Two posts? second letter. So we will be opening two Whoa. posts uh, live on air in the letters section, which will
0: be coming up in about 27 minutes. Uh, also to trail something coming up later, I, um, I, I had something to something happened to me this morning, which I thought I must tell you and I thought I'd probably say during uh, the re- review section. But uh, um, uh, and it's something that involves a word I wasn't sure that I'd be able to use on air. <laughs> However, <laughs> I heard Louis Schaefer use the word earlier. And so and he's, he, he goes out before seven uh, and the word is testicles. Okay. Okay. It's biology. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. That's coming up later as well. <laughs> 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 it's when one <laughs> goes away. Thankfully, though, it's not just uh, us, it is it? Isn't just us in the studio
1: tonight? We have a special guest. We do. A special guest from Nyam Nyam. It's Jennifer Scheiderite Schneiderite. 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 Yeah. Schneiderite. Uh, Jennifer, where are you from originally? Germany. Uh, we've we've done some German pronunciation
0: on the show before, haven't we? We've never done Schneider ride before, so we're happy to happy to. How, how was that?
2: Excellent. Excellent. Perfect. We're happy to
0: clarify that it was right. Bit of German
1: joke there. Um. Oh yeah, Schneider right. Okay. Um, and we're going to be talking about your game in your studio uh, after the news. Now on the news. <laughs> mm. So Anne did send us some news Did she send week. it to me or no. did she send
0: it to you to the, the, the lads upstairs at OneLifeLeft.com
1: Did she, she do that? She's she
0: probably just an admin
1: at OneLifeLeft.com okay. uh, No, no, she sent us news From this week for next week Either use or do not use Exclamation mark, do you have that document?
0: Da 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 Okay, um, I've got Mario at GDC no, not that. Uh, we need to discuss BBC Impartiality. Not that. <laughs> Tonight, uh, your invitation to the Juliet's uh, Monday. No. Reboot Dubrovnik. Plans with a Z. Do you want me to chat? I don't think you were on that one, but she was mentioned in that email. Between, that was between me and David. Okay. Uh, oh, then Actually, uh, older than that, there's an the, the email subject, which is David.
1: Okay, so no, it's just it was just just me, which would have been an easier way of checking that okay I've checked now, so I tell you what, I will run through these news stories, mm. uh, which are a week out of date, but that's okay, and you can do the uh, any other news after story three and find a you know something more contemporary great, good all right, it's the news. It's 7:04 on Monday, the 27th of January. I am not Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Sony will not be attending E3 for the second year running, despite this being the year the PS5 will launch. The company will instead focus on consumer events worldwide. Xbox's Phil Spencer tweeted that his team is at hard at work on E3 following Sony's news. The Entertainment Software Association. This is going to run over this jingle. She's not edited, this one.
0: Well, it is a it is good job that you're keeping to the script exactly then. The Entertainment no Software Association,
1: DSA, which runs, respon- which, e- which runs E3, responded to Sony's news saying, E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, brands and innovations, redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, <laughs> partners, exhibitor
0: spaces, activations and programming that will entertain New and veteran attendees alike. What a fantastic... Was that in response to how do you feel about (laughs) Sandy not coming, is it? It really is. That's
1: wonderful. They responded to the news by saying nothing about that news. Uh, What are activations? Uh, It's going to feature activations. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Is someone or something being activated? What is, what's an activation? I don't
0: know. I mean, presumably there was a follow-up question from the journalist. What is an activation? Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They would have just repeated the same statement <laughs> again, but louder at them. Um
0: it does seem strange, though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, like Xbox's Phil Spencer's response, though. We're hard at work it's doing good. it. If you don't want to do it, it's a bit teacher's pet, isn't it? You don't want to do it. We're going to do it. We've done extra work. We've got, got loads of a- load activations. Loads of <laughs> activations. Coming. Coming up. Do you follow E3?
0: Uh, it's not a show I go to. Uh, it's a bit too glitzy and a bit too glamoury when for me. When was the me. last time you went? Probably six years ago. I reckon so for It was me. before I got a proper job. Right. And I could just go over there and DOS.
1: So it's sort of, for a while, E3 ebbed away, I think, and then it sort of came back again for a bit. It seems to be stronger now. I
0: th- I've, I've never been when they've let consumers in.
1: Right. I mean, me neither. I did once bring my partner in because she was in LA at the time, and I got her a ticket on the One Life Left account. Did you? Said she was European news news <laughs> specialist. They let her in. Within twenty minutes, uh, she had a migraine and was crying. <laughs> Which, you know, was like, "How can you do this?" And it's not all like E three, is it? No. I I don't know. Um, apparently, it's it is it is still a thing. Uh, does it surprise you that Sony are doing their own thing?
0: It does. Supp- it does surprise me. Um, because. Yes, uh, there's a lot of nonsense around that time, but uh, it does appear to be one of those moments when the eyes of the media falls on video games. The BBC send people, the other mm. grown-up uh, newspapers send people as well. And everybody's talking about video games. Um, Do was
1: this- that? Where that Watchdog story came from this week? I didn't
0: see the they, Watchdog.
1: The story. BBC had a man in Watchdogs. Oh, oh sorry. Yes. yes. Did you see it, I, yeah, Jennifer? I did,
2: I did see that. A man was he was Watch did like an interview with the developer who, who was a character in Watch Dogs or something like yeah. that yeah I did the, see the news they were
0: both in the game in sorry the I game. thought you talking about like Ann Robertson Watch and that we've <laughs> been naughty. The, no genuinely the, and, you know, that someone had been naughty again <laughs> no, um, no so yeah I've not actually watched the piece I saw a lot of people writing about it
1: no they were I mean it seemed to be a very good piece of PR for right. Watch Dogs they put the BBC developer inside, uh, the BBC journalist inside Watchdogs.
2: Yeah, they, they, b- activated <laughs> they activated it. They activated it inside there. the game.
1: Have you ever been to E3, Jennifer? No, never. Would you like to go to E3? Um,
2: I, don't, I don't. think I would, because I mean, I primarily make independent games, and E3 is not very like indie friendly or indie focused. It's shouting
0: isn't it? Sort of shouting mm. a Call of Duty. It, it is, is exciting over there. I, I have to say, when you see. All oh, the big billboards. You've got Skyrim, mm. the Skyrim one on the, on, that, on that hotel. That's right. That's Someone pointed out uh, um, that it was. Uh, they found it uh, amusing that the ESA had responded so quickly to this news story when they kept quiet about all the journalist details being leaked on the internet. Mm. Yeah. But, it, I, but now I disagree with that. They haven't responded to this story still, have <laughs> they? In fact, they could just use that response for anything that happens in future, couldn't they? Yeah, maybe we will do. just
1: like <laughs> Make it a running joke. Get them to respond reading out that statement and... Activating people. (laughs) The NHS's mental health director has called for game companies to get rid of loot boxes because they are setting up kids for an addiction to gambling. Claire Claire Murdoch said in a statement, Frankly, no company should be setting kids up for addiction by teaching them to gamble on the content of these loot boxes. No firm should sell to children loot box games with this element of chance, so yes, those sales should end. Young people's health is at stake. Young people's health is at stake, and although the NHS is stepping up with these new innovative services available to families through our long-term plan, we cannot do this alone, so other parts of society must do what they can to limit risk and safeguard children's well-being. Anne goes on to say, In August, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo announced they wouldn't allow loot boxes on consoles until the publisher discloses the drop rates for the boxes. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, the, they do do that in FIFA, don't they? I believe. Don't they show you how likely it is you're going to get messy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they have to do that for every every character? Then? Yeah, every single. Character. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it okay. wouldn't be allowed. We'd be allowed on it, would they? Hmm. I've not opened a loot box. I've, I've not opened a loot box. I've paid f- money for. Ever. Have I paid money for? A... I don't think Why? so. I mean, you know, you get.
2: But that's most of the fun, right? Trying to play the game and not without spending anybody. money. Yeah. I think it, it is, is. Because, for... like, I recently, you know, I started playing Magic: The Gathering online again, mm. okay. and they are trying to sell you packs. Are they? And whatnot. But I'm just you like, will no, I'll play this game and I get all of the cards for free. Right. And that's my that's my new goal in life.
1: I assume that psychologically that's good for you as well, because then when you lose, you can say. Oh, but if I'd bought some cards, then exactly. I'd be a top. So I'm actually the best player. I I'm just... not a
2: pay-to-win player, right? Right. Okay, you're it's playing. Like it's real skill.
1: I understand. I understand. I don't think I've ever. No,
0: I'm trying to think. I've ever spent money on FIFA points. I may have. May have done, like once or twice. Someone can messy. probably
1: comb back through the archives. Can yeah. Um, long-time listener to the show and correspondent with the show, Weasel Spoon. Mm. Uh, asked if he could be One Life Left's archivist the other day.
0: Oh, we do need that, don't we? There's yeah, a danger. We do. Do we we got, we this them? is
1: episode 401. Right. Now lots to go. He uh, he said he might put together some best-ofs. Cool. which is <laughs> be a challenge, wouldn't good it? Luck yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, I think I've got one more story. Yeah, no uh, And then we're on to onto this week. Oh my goodness, Anne's got a lot to...
0: Look at all of this. Mm. It's the same story. Has she, has she put the same effort in knowing that she wouldn't read it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> and finally, the Epic Store has been open for just over a year, and it has been doing numbers. And it released some of those numbers in a handy graphic this week. The store has racked up 108 million users, with $680 million spent, $215 million of which was spent on third-party PC games in the store. Players had the choice of 73 free games, which would have cost the equivalent of one455 i I've read out that number in a really stupid way.
0: Oh, you're going to have to keep going now. <laughs> $1.455,000, okay. also
1: known as 1,455 dollars <laughs> in total with over 200 million free games claimed. The company also boasted that creators of the games on the store were from 235 countries around the world. Truly epic, says Anne.
0: Oh, there aren't that many Are, are there, there that many countries? Well, let's get, well, the, the,
1: Let's the, name them Yeah
2: <laughs>
1: Austria <laughs> Australia <laughs> That'll do Wait, no, Jennifer's got to do one
2: uh, uh,
1: France There we go Okay, that's three <laughs> Do you think there's That many countries, Jennifer?
2: There are really 235 countries? There gotta be If, oh, there, oh. if, Epic, if Epic are saying so
0: Okay, Google how many countries are there? Google says there's 195 countries.
1: <laughs> right, Mark Rain. Um, okay, what do we think about those stats then? Six hundred uh, eighty million dollars spent, two hundred fifteen million of which was spent on third-party games.
0: So obviously, so that's four hundred million Two-thirds, spent on basically on, on Epic's
1: games. On Epic's games, which seems a bit skewed right I thought that was unusual
0: what games have they got up there
1: well do they count as, the, uh, as epic games the games they're giving away for free and then are they selling those afterwards on the store they wouldn't be epic games would they they wouldn't be called published by epic on the no. epic store no. does
2: the story say how many developers or how many 3rd party games
1: it says it does not say that or at least because you could make was...
2: them ask quite easily right oh, if not? you
1: it's
0: got countries mixed up with something else isn't it yeah. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 Maybe do, it's
2: 235 games.
1: 235. I'm looking at the original Just put press in the, release. The now. number,
2: 265 million divided by 235. Let's see what, what so you would you, make on average if your I game think was on.
1: You can be our mathematics correspondent from now on. <laughs> I, 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 none of this makes any sense. Do you use the uh, Epic Store, Simon? I do, Steve. Why do you use the Epic Store?
0: Well, I have made uh, one purchase. I bought. Okay. Uh, David Cage's um, Detroit, which I've yet to play. Why did you buy that on
1: the Epic Store? Uh,
0: Because that's where it was available on PC. Right, okay, so
1: it was an exclusive on the Epic Store, which I guess is, right now, most people's reasons for using the Epic Store rather than Steam, because it's not as fully featured, and so uh, currently... um
0: I also claim... Uh, my free games there. Although I've not, I've, have I've made a point of deliberately thinking this morning. I think the bridge is free at the moment. I thought, do you know what? I'm not even going to bother getting that one. Okay. Uh, but generally, I, I claim them the the one or two games that they uh, that they've been giving away at the same time. The other thing I've done with the Epic Store is I signed myself up as a as a creator, thinking I'll be able to get free games. <laughs> um, but uh, by creator, you have to do YouTubes. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i'm not doing that you could do youtube yeah i know but uh, yeah, and, then, and then then you have to. you then you get a special code that if you were just to buy a game through my referral thing i'd get some some money from you
1: can't you put like
0: the um the
1: radio show on just put Right and then say buy Detroit. Put, so youtube yeah just put the put the radio put yeah. film a radio playing out the radio show
0: Say so that's your creation. No, no, I've, I've already got past that bit. I've been, I've been approved as a creator. Yeah, well, your content is the radio show. Yeah, no, I don't, I, that bit's fine. It's then, then I thought you'd get access to the free games in order to stream them. Right. But I you th- don't. You still have to buy them.
1: Oh, I see. They won't give you... Okay. No,
0: but what you do do is get revenue from affiliates.
1: I've scrolled through the whole of the story that Anna's helpfully linked at the bottom of mm-hmm. this thing. And how many which, countries are there? It doesn't say anything about countries. Do you, you scan through that, that there and see if you can see anything about countries?
0: There's no mention of countries so far. There's numbers. There's plenty of numbers. And then I've gone on to, um, she's cut and pasted a story from Eurogamer. That's the story. about No, about Stadia. It's very odd. Is this how she works?
1: <laughs> cut and paste. Isn't it how we all work? Honestly. Mm. She going to um, need
0: to up her cut and paste in
1: gaming.
2: Maybe it's a test. 235 She's countries. She's testing us. I'm going to
1: Google
0: 235 countries. This is very odd. Why would she stick that in just to... Th- is it to make us sort of Googleable? Like, if you want to know what show what's to- it was, just Google 2... would be the only reference Hold on the on. internet. Hold on. If you Google 235 countries, the top hit
1: is all countries of the world. This list includes 235 countries.
2: Mm.
1: Something fishy's going on. They could... Be- there can't be a game on the Epic Store from North Korea. How many countries are in the world? Uh, the total number of countries in the world are. Oh, you've got to click through. Who
0: can we ring up?
1: This is Charles Cecil.
0: I, we'd have to ring Charles this Cecil, wouldn't is, we? This is. Maybe we can ring up Anne.
1: I'm going to text her. Okay. Give me my phone back. I'm going to text her yeah, we'll uh, while do. you do the next story. Okay. One second. Uh, sorry about this, Jennifer. We really don't usually go off the rails like this, but this has rattled us It's a important.
0: Bit. So it's important. Console manufacturers can breathe easy after tension between China and the US cooled earlier this month. Following recent agreements between US President Donald Trump and Chinese Vice Premier Liu Hei, a number of trade tariffs have been taken off the table indefinitely. So they were apparently going to tax uh, consoles, uh, produced... Um, In China, by an additional 25%, Steve. Okay. Are there even that many percents?
1: I think there are 100. (laughs) Although some people say, I'm going to give 110%. Okay. 200%. I'll give 200%. I don't know. Uh, So that's quite a lot, and that would have shifted up the...
0: Well... Um, over 96% of consoles imported to the US in 2018 came from China. Oh, okay. The story's written by Hayden Taylor, uh, senior staff writer on uh, GamesIndustry.biz. Incidentally, we should okay. credit that. <clears throat> of course.
1: Like Anne does with all the phone news. Uh,
0: but it looks like that that's off the table now, so uh, US consumers can uh, relax. What about, t- what about us? I don't think Donald Trump was going to put uh, tariffs on uh, on yeah, our... We're going to have to renegotiate oh. everything very soon, aren't we? For reasons. We've got till the end of the year, and uh, Xbox and PlayStation yeah. are out this year. <laughs> so if we they? buy so them before...
1: <laughs> buy them quickly. Then
0: we'll be fine. You can't uh, touch us, Europe.
1: Are you in? For the what, consoles? Like, you're not, just saying for, what, Europe. not for the EU. <laughs> yeah, exactly, sadly. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh,
0: are you, are you going to buy a next-generation console?
1: Well. Well.
0: I am. Uh, I think definitely Xbox... Because I, you've gone very Xbox over the last very very Xbox years. They've 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 reeled me in. Um, What is
2: it about Xbox that convinces you?
0: That's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Um, I think that they are very consumer friendly in terms of how they are creating their technology and their and their hardware. Um, and in addition, what they've done with. game pass has been phenomenal and the reason why uh, i'll be buying the new xbox is because they made me think that i'd got a loophole in game pass <laughs> and that i could get game pass ultimate across the console and pc and i'm signed up until 2022 which i've done for a price i think is like i've done them mm. uh but actually i'm sure that they know that there's no coincidence that you could upgrade your game pass membership during a console transition year
1: The other reason, Jennifer, is that neither Simon nor I can find the off button on our PlayStations.
0: Do you know where it is? Um, is it the, the top one? Or the? Button?
1: <laughs> Looking for years. Honestly. And you just feel stupid. You're
2: always like getting, no, and that, and Actually, the, I didn't know that the controller has it. I'm always going through the system menu to turn off my oh, the console. right?
0: Again. Yeah, and then just when you think you've got it, don't like, you? You think you've got it nailed, you walk up to it confidently, it spits t- a disc out.
2: <laughs> for time. And now I yeah. want to turn it on. That's the blue button, right? The right. Blue circular one with the logo.
0: Okay, no, th- this is on the console oh, itself. Right. machine. Oh. Yeah. But, um Yeah it's not it's not good um so that's cool but it's going to be an interesting year because i believe uh they've said that um the consoles this time round you'll be able to play all your previous stuff on them as well so
1: Right, okay, all of your previous stuff, or is this going to be one of these with exceptions where they have to, you know, patch them but, in? Or, or we don't know.
0: That noise you hear is me trying to remember what I've been told unofficially <laughs> and officially. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, I think they've said that they're backward compatible, Steve. That's probably all you need to know right now. And that's quite and that's interesting, because previously, it's been a hard stop. Mm. Uh, well, sorry, previously. Uh, two mm. to three wasn't on PlayStation, Uh, because i think you could play playstation oh i can't remember now xbox to xbox
1: 360 was where you had to wait for them to add them to the Mm -hmm. list right yeah what about 360 to one i believe if they've been added it's a similar thing similar thing so they could force it but but isn't the 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 new xbox isn't it I, i know people say this about every xbox but isn't it just a pc that's what people are specifically saying about this one. I think the rumour is that it's going to be able to run Windows or something. Right. I, I don't know. I've not, not heard, heard that. No, definitely <laughs> haven't heard that. Okay.
2: I think that uh, also Xbox One already has a Win. So is it the way that works is I think they have three up to three operating systems. Right. And one of them is Windows, but that's not necessarily where the game's running on. Okay. And I don't know what the new one is. But okay.
1: Do you, do you know that officially or unofficially?
2: I know it officially, but I don't know if it's in the 8. But okay, 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 okay.
1: <laughs> We've got one more story, I think. Oh, have you got another one?
0: Yeah, I've just... Well, I, I realised that that's what you were intending to do, so I've very quickly found one. Well, I've got one. Oh, okay. In which case, you do it.
1: There are better ways to learn about coronavirus, says Plague Inc. developer. That's Interesting. according to Kama Sutra. <laughs> Plague uh, Plague play- creator Endemic create- Creations has reminded players and media outlets that the game isn't a scientific model, and there are better ways there, there are better ways to learn about the recent coronavirus outbreak.
0: That's the story I was going to do. So yay! <laughs> go.
1: like, we've got a we've got a nose for news. It's true. It's true. Um, so <laughs> I guess this is uh, this is um, a product of the whole internet going, well, so I know what I'm going to do I'm moving to
0: Madagascar <laughs> um, Did you see that uh, so the statement is uh, from Endemic Creations whenever there is an outbreak of disease we see an increase in players as people seek to find out more about how disease is spread and to understand the complexities of viral outbreaks do you think they sort of high five yeah <laughs> do you, it's a tricky one isn't it
1: yeah, well, well sad but mm, but mm. on the other hand yeah yeah uh, well, good for them for coming out and saying, guys, our game is not an academic resource. I
0: it- wonder if they've updated their Steam page, just have a quick look at that, see how serious about this message they are.
1: <laughs> see if they've, uh, yeah, I suppose it is, it is, uh, it's bad and good, isn't it?
0: Bad and good. It's the end of the world, but. At least you get to model it on, or not model it, on uh, on games. you ever play Plague, Inc.? I've played the, uh, no, I was, sorry, I was going to say I've played board game. That's Pandemic, isn't it? Mm. Not the one is the uh, inspiration for the other. Let's have a look. Is this game relevant to me? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I've played Plague Inc. Have it's
2: you? good fun, yeah. It's good yeah.
1: fun. Good fun, uh, especially in the context of the recent news.
0: Hang on a minute. About this game. Uh, The banner: Can you infect the world? (laughs) Like uh, text. Plague Inc. Evolved is a unique uh, mix of strategy and terrifying, realistic, terrifying, realistic simulation. Da 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 da. Second paragraph: Plague Inc. Is so realistic that the the CDC even asked the developer to come in and speak about the infection models in the game. Okay. It goes on to say there are two hundred and thirty-five countries in the world, and that (laughs) E three will be a fantastic (laughs) activation event. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, so they're saying, oh, uh, we can't believe this is happening. Well, you've told them that it's happening. <laughs> I don't know why people think our game's realistic. Look at your store description. <laughs> That's outrageous. We should not give them airtime.
1: It is outrageous. Let's All never right. talk to them again. Delete it from the podcast. All right. Thank you very much, Anne. Thanks, respect, Anne. We're going to Google countries. <laughs> uh, we'll have a bit of music after this, and then we'll be talking to Jennifer.
0: On Life Left,
2: Video Game News with Anne Skenfeldberry. Barry, Barry. <laughs>
1: That is from chipmusic.org. It's Coco Nums. Uh, and um, I'm getting a thumbs down. You are getting a thumbs down. <laughs> what I was doing a finger up earlier. I turned down and the headphones. Jennifer's trying is to do uh, Yeah, there it is those Thank ones. Thank you. That's right. much okay. No problem.
0: Anne normally does the, the bit with that bum. She does. She pushes across. She does. She she does. does.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that was Coco Numbs. and uh, Polterheist. Actually, I think it's Polterheist and in Infancy. It's not clear. Either way, it's from chipmusic.org and you can listen to it there and uh, the rest of our chip music. Uh, just a little bit of a countries update. Oh, yeah. In the short song, I was able to Google how many countries. Uh, Google responds immediately. You know how it tries to answer your questions. Yes. 195. Told you. Um, lower down, it says people also ask, are there over 200 countries in the world? Right. Answer there. United Nations, for example, recognises 241 countries. Does it? The United States,
0: however, recognises fewer than 200. Okay, so um, in the United Nations' eyes, there are six countries that haven't bought from the Epic yeah. store, is that right? Whereas in the United States' <laughs> eyes, <laughs> there are
1: 30-odd where they're going, 40-odd, yeah. going, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a country, that's not our country, that's not even, what? Uh, so, I don't know, we'll, we'll continue to try and work that out later in the show. show. Jennifer.
0: Is Germany a country?
2: The United the United Nations says so, yeah. I don't <laughs> okay. know about the United States.
0: <laughs> what have you bought from the Epic store?
2: Nothing. I've only redeemed free games. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. All right. Maybe that's one of the But six. I was given
2: keys by the developers. It's not the free games that Epic offers.
0: Okay.
1: You make games, don't you, Jennifer? I do. Uh you make you you make your games as a company called Nyam, mm-hmm. and the company is you. Just me Just you So you do everything then All of it Everything
2: Absolutely not
1: Okay you work with other people To, mm-hmm. produce, uh, to produce video games And I stumbled upon your game When I was uh, crawling Steam uh, Two weeks ago And immediately did what I always do When I see a sort of Striking video game on Steam Which is stalk the developer Okay Straight off Right See who they That's are That's very honest of you Yeah straight, straight away go Who's this Who's what? this Making something pretty without <laughs> my permission, um, and uh, found out that you're from you. Well, you live in London, live and work in London. I just want to talk a bit about the game. What is the game?
2: The game is called astrologaster It's a comedy game, kind of like in the way of uh, Monty Python or mm-hmm. Monty Python, and it's based on a true story uh, uh, by a. By a, name called, uh, by a man called uh, Simon Foreman. He also used to live in London, uh, here in uh, in Lambeth actually, uh, from 1590 to until 1611. And Simon Foreman, he also dealt uh, with, stuff like, with similar things to the coronavirus, the plague, and he uh, claimed that he uh, could cure the plague. And the way that he did that was uh, via astrology.
1: Okay, how did you find out, out about this guy?
2: So we know about Simon Foreman because uh, while his medicine wasn't like uh, super good he did uh, keep patient records and his patient records have survived to this very day 80,000 records I think with 60,000 people or six, um, of, you know people that came to him to ask for advice and the university of Cambridge um, a woman like a professor by the name of Lauren Cassell she has studied and uh, created a digital archive of his cases And um, yeah, I met Lauren, I think about four or five years ago. And uh, she kind of like presented her research to me. And I kept coming back to it because it's kind of like such a treasure trove of weirdness and uh, kind of like stories of little people, you know, that lived back in the day that you've never heard of because we only hear about the lords and ladies and the kings and queens and kind of like their understanding of medicine, which is very, I think, foreign to us nowadays.
1: So these are kind of like small vignettes told through Mm -hmm. medical records from a long lost time. Exactly. And uh, and you you met a woman who's an expert on Mm -hmm. these and discovered all of these stories. What made you want to turn that into a video game?
2: It's really hard to tell why, I think it's because I kept coming back to uh-huh. so that this exists and because I kept running into kind of like similarities to what's happening nowadays. Right. So obviously when I, you know, when we think now about, okay, somebody went to an astrologer to go for medical advice, most people will be like, oh, how insane, right? Mm-hmm. But actually medical astrology is, is still a thing to this very day and it's quite popular in countries like China or India. It's called Vedic astrology. Mm. But also to this day, you know, I kept coming, like, it's, it's a little bit sad and dark, but uh, I, f- I kept finding stories of people, you know, they f- were like incurable, they had incurable diseases, and they were really struggling with what kind of like conventional medicine was giving them. And some of them, they went to, you know, so called wonder healers, and they died tragically, because obviously, you know, that also didn't work. But I feel like it just shows that when it comes to medicine and your health, there's still so many things that we haven't, you know, solved yet. Mm. And the, the reasons why people went to Simon Foreman, you know, in the in, in the early 1700s is, are the same reason why people are, you know, flogging to alternative medicine. You know, I think everybody knows somebody who's into ho- homeo- homeopathy and things like that. And that is because medicine... If it's like very scientific, if it's just like about like looking, you know, what is like this physical cause often we can't even, you know, doctors can't even find a a physical Mm. cause. It's kind of like lacking the kind of like this human element, right? Medicine is not holistic, but Simon Foreman, he was like a one-stop shop for all of your problems. And he promised... That via his astrology, he could help you with your business problems, uh, with your personal problems, you know, if, you, if you're if you going through a tough time with your relationship, but also uh, with your illnesses.
1: So can you talk a little bit about how the actual game mechanics work around uh, mm-hmm. around these stories?
2: So in the game, mm, I think there's 15, 15 patients uh, that can, can come to you up between five and seven times. And you're Simon Foreman. And uh, the game always works the same way. Somebody comes to you and they tell you about their problem. And if you've seen them before, they give you feedback about what happened since you saw them the last time. Mm-hmm. And when you have your, the question what the client needs from you, you uh, do an astrological reading. You're looking at an astrological star chart. But uh, really, the, like Simon Forman transla- sort of translates it for you. And they are up to kind of like three choices that you can make. What do what you think? Is going to be most helpful to your client it's not a puzzle game it's more i think if you think about it as a um, choose your own adventure game mm. via an astrology interface
1: and do these questions have right or wrong answers?
2: Mm, not, not really. So some are saying so you have like an overarching goal of trying to get a medical license uh-huh. because that was the real Simon Foreman. Um, he had like a chip on his shoulder because he didn't have a <laughs> medical license. Yeah, yeah. And the London Medical Establishment, they, you know, sent him to jail several times. And so he really wanted to get a medical license, but he couldn't afford to go to university. So what did he do? Um, he had many satisfied clients that gave him letters of recommendation. And these letters of recommendation eventually convinced the University of Cambridge to give him the medical license. So in the game, it's not about necessarily, you know, being right or wrong. It's about satisfying your client. What is it that your client wants to hear? Um, with a caveat, what if they find out later on that you just lied to them to make them happy? But, you know, they, they can, they, you know, it turns out that what you said was completely wrong. So you're kind of like trying to maneuver this web of ambiguity.
1: Have you found that's a hard thing to communicate to players, that there isn't kind of a correct answer in these situations, that you're just sort of flowing through this thing and every choice you make is important? Um, has, has that been an easy thing to communicate to players? Or have no, you had, not, no, not at all. Right. So, what's it's
2: a, it's a, the game? The game is very unusual in that sense because most of the games uh, that you see, you know, even like the the Telltale games, if you're looking at something like the Walking Dead series, there's always kind of like a best hmm. choice, right? And then later on, people die, and you find out, okay, it actually didn't matter; they they would have always died. Whereas um, as an astrologer. Star, um, you know, it's like the, ambi- the ambiguity is like, very, is like very front and center. And you just need to accept it that, yes, sometimes the stars know the truth. A lot, of this, a lot of the time, what is written in the stars is not that helpful. And many times, if you paid attention to what your clients have told you, they, because they also give you gossip about other patients, you know what the real answer is. It's just that you're not that sure if you want to give the real answer because mm-hmm. there could be like negative side effects.
1: I think that's uh, part of the, uh, the thing that I really, really liked about the game is that I like it when game mechanics speak to the setting and the narrative, so mm-hmm. when it's, it's not just a narrative attached to a game, but the two parts talk to each other, and for me, the ambiguity in the mechanic uh, and the choices that the player has to make spoke really to the setting of, of you know a guy who doesn't really know what's going on and this mm-hmm. mystic stuff and the hope that he's trying to give to patients but also the lies that he's telling. It's, it's not clear-cut, and I thought that the, uh, the mixture of the mechanic and the, and the narrative was you know, a perfect blend there. Uh, the other thing that drew me to the game was the way it looks and sounds as well. It's got really, really unusual um, soundtrack. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about that?
2: So uh, every patient in the game gets introduced uh, via a song. It's called a madrigal. It's like a, you know, kind of like pop music of the Renaissance era. And uh, these madrigals uh, act like uh, they are reminders of what has happened, but they also give you information about your client's personality. Because the game is equally, you know, reading the stars, reading society at large, but also reading the personality of the patient that's coming to you. And um, yeah, these songs are also for me personally, the high- like a highlight of the game. They are really funny. I mean, it, it seemed like a
1: tremendous amount of work. There's so much audio in there and it's so well performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you have in there uh, singing?
2: So we, we call it here in London uh-huh. at uh, Adele Studios and... So I'm not very familiar with the scene, but from what I understand, is like the the top of the top singers right yeah. here in here in London. I know that one of the uh, the bus singers, um, Jimmy, he uh, is, sings also in the BBC choir right. So the singers were amazing, and I don't think that we could have done this game anywhere else in the world, because you don't have that kind of you know singers that that are educated to sing in this style anywhere else you know it's, it's really you, you do it in London
1: I'm right in saying that you're supported by Wellcome uh, yes here. the Wellcome
2: Trust hmm uh,
1: which must have been a cool relationship to have as well
2: yeah 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 Wellcome yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust uh, funded the, uh, so the Simon's Forman the digital archive that I spoke about mm-hmm. uh, it was also funded by the Wellcome Trust
1: right okay all right um, what are you working on now um, what happens next after, after this game?
2: So we want to do more comedy games. Uh-huh. Uh, so Astrologaster was written uh, by a woman called Catherine Neal. And um, uh, we really enjoyed working together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's obviously very funny and we want to make more comedy games. And that's what, yeah.
1: Okay, more historical comedy games or new settings, new worlds? or uh,
2: the, the next one will be, if we, if we get it off the ground at a wedding. Okay. It's kind of like I'm trying to pitch it as Untitled goose game at a wedding But you're not a goose Like you're a woman that has reasons Why she wants to thwart a wedding okay.
1: Ah, okay That's cool Nice nice. Um, where can people follow you and find out more about the game And you
2: um, On Twitter we are uh, Games. Uh, I think we're the same On Instagram, Facebook and everywhere And our website is Nyamnyam.games.
1: All right, brilliant. Thank you so much mm. for uh, uh, telling us all. I'm very glad I stalked you on the internet. Yeah. Very glad. Good stalking, Steve. Well Thanks. done. I'll do it for every developer from now, <laughs> now on. Um, are we going to do letters now? We've got to crack on, haven't we? That's we taking... do have to
0: crack on, don't Sorry. we?
1: I've gone on a bit. All right, uh, letters.
0: One Life letters.
1: Well, we've, we've got a couple of digital letters, haven't we, as well? Uh, we maybe. do.
0: Um, we had uh, a couple of letters from the show that we we, we, we skipped a show last week and, and haven't acknowledged it. Yeah, because we all had business. Up w- to business. Business, and one of us was sick. So um. si- sick business. Uh, okay. um... CJC, Right Steer Team and SSG, this is Chris Conroy. Uh, I've spent hours playing the uh, Cairo level of Mini Metro, trying to complete a particularly tricky challenge, but it continues to elude me and it's become a bit of an obsession. Me against the game, losing again and again, chasing those meaningless Google Play levels. It's unusual because I don't generally think about completing games in this way. The only other achievement that sticks in my head is Little Rocket Man from Half-Life 2 Episode 2, where the player has to carry a garden gnome through most of the game before launching it in a rocket for no reason other than the hard-earned bragging rights. Do you have any achievements, trophies, or challenges that have stuck with you? Either hard one, always just out of reach, or memorable for some other reason. Your citation-chasing correspondent, Chris Conroy. I'm not an achievement hunter. Don't like them actually um, at all. I would like I'd like a badge saying that I've finished a game, mm-hmm. and I'd like you to know that I've done that. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the in-game stuff, like as Chris has described.
1: I think a good achievement is a good thing, something that makes you play a game in a different way. Uh, so games that are. Uh, designed playful sandboxes that give you extra quests and, you know, encourage you to explore different parts of the game, I think are good. Achie- those are good achievements. I don't have anything, I don't have much interest in games, achievements that are just like, perfect this bit of the game, perfect this bit of the game, perfect this bit of the game. Uh, I like things that encourage me as a player to do things differently. So, yeah, I, I sort of, I think I do like them, generally. They just have to be used well.
0: Okay. Jennifer, have you, have you got any famous achievements? In games or in life. I don't
2: know if it's it's, if it's famous, but I think didn't Dead Space have that Peng achievement? What's they call it it's Peng. And they had it, I think, definitely in the first two, and it was quite difficult to find. I'm pretty sure I looked it up on the internet how to do it.
1: <laughs> Does that count then? Yeah, it I, th- I think it, it should be able to detect that, and it should sort of like yeah, you've been put a little a hundred, asterisk yeah. Yeah. by it. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg Strauss, Gray, right. seller team, and SSG. Last week I went to an event called the Entertainment Attractions and Gaming International Expo or EAG Expo over at the XL London, an arcade and amusement event that showcases upcoming arcade and amusement games. Imagine that. I got to, Apologies. I got to play many arcade and VR attractions, with a few select mentions being an arcade version of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, where you run on the spot and press buttons to compete in Olympic events. Groove Guardians, a VR rhythm game like Beat Saber, except you punch beats instead of slice them, and... It, Decent Mm. Yes Decent That's what I'd say And Decent A VR game Where you're put inside An IRL cage And have to virtually Defend yourself From monsters While descending Further down a giant I think it probably Isn't Decent Is it (laughs) It could be called descent, Couldn't it (laughs) I have to read What's written You do Decent That's to your credit Decent while it's an industry-focused event aimed towards the business side of the arcade and amusement industries, it's still surprising how there aren't eyes and ears on the get- from the gaming industry or press whether to learn more about the business side of the arcade industry or even just for the novelty of registering and turning up to play arcade games for free. What other events are there that not many people know of that they should go to? Says Grey.
0: I'm annoyed about this, actually, because I would have liked to have gone to that show, and he's mm. right, I hadn't heard of it. You know what, also, I
1: hadn't heard of and then saw someone tweeting about, it. apparently, <laughs> there is a, ah, uh, forgot what it's called now, what's the opposite of a virtual, let's say actual, mm. something like, called an actual reality arcade in Vauxhall. Where you can go and play physical versions of like Tetris and asteroids and stuff.
0: Oh, I played a physical version of Pong in, uh, the, in the barcade in New York in the oh, summer. How was it that? It was fantastic. Right. Yeah, was, uh, I don't know how it's controlled. Magic and magnets, I think. Okay. But it was really, really good and I, and I lost. Only because I thought your scoring went up to 10, and I stopped. <laughs> I didn't.
1: <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what other events are there? Because
0: there are quite a few games that are getting arcade treatments now. Have you seen there's a big Tomb Raider? Uh, no. You know, this is on top of the mobile ones, like Angry Birds and Doodle Dash and all of that sort of stuff, that okay. I have big arcade ticket machines. Right. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a Tomb Raider Shooty. Okay, Shooty Shoot. And there's uh, Exit the, the Gungeon is going to be an arcade machine, Okay. I heard. We should go next year. All right. And talk to, talk to Greg. Talk to him.
1: Uh, obviously, other events that not many people know of and they should go to, like mm-hmm. I mean, more and more people know of it, but still, more people should know about it. Uh, now the- now play this. There should always be more people there. It's always good every year. Um, Anything else?
0: Yeah, we need to crack on with these two. We oh should give one to Jennifer. All right.
1: Uh, Jennifer, what do you want? Red stamp or blue stamp? Uh, red stamp. Red stamp. Oh, you've got the. This one's got weight to it.
0: Uh, let me pass it to her by feed, so I can feel
2: how heavy yeah, it is. Yeah, there
1: you go. Alright, I'm going to open this one first. Okay,
0: there you go. My, I'm going to open blue
1: stamp. Blue stamp, second, second class, second class mm-hmm. stamp.
2: Mine is first class.
1: Okay, well, hang on a second, Jennifer. Sorry, we have to on on we second, Sorry, we, we have, to have the sound of the. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a card. I can see a tongue immediately. Okay. Immediately. It's a nice card, though. Nice paper. Alright. It's uh, It's a Christmas card, clearly. Um, dear team in SSG I hope you had a very merry Christmas and a cracking new year what are you most excited for in 2020 and for that matter the 2020s Pip Pip Robert I know my answer more post yes like this the more year post. Of post thank you so much Robert It's excellent uh, anything you're excited for in 2020s um
0: yeah, I think it's going to be a good I mean, yeah, I've already been thinking. I, just this weekend I've had such a good time with video games. Yeah. I Really have. That uh I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good one, Steve. I think, I think so. Tell you, Jennifer.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to Vegas for the first time next oh. month. So Wow. My 20, 20 is so uh, wow. starting off amazing.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, and it's about to get even better because you you're, you're going to open the heavy post mm-hmm. that was sent first and our class. first
1: ever second ever letter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Landmark. Okay, Jennifer's opening the letter. Uh, I can see a card. Oh, it's
2: a very beautiful card. Yeah. oh is it that is. from? It's Front artwork by Joe Blakeston
0: <gasps>
1: from Oh, end I, I recognise yes. Tony. Yes. <gasps> Tony. What's inside, Jennifer?
2: Stickers.
0: He sent us some dead end job stickers, hasn't he? Oh, stop it,
2: Tony. Thank you very
0: much indeed.
2: Have we reviewed Dead End Job we on the show? No, I've not, I've not. I've not. I've yet to buy it. And then it says Team and Super Special Guest Merry Christmas from all the team at Ghoul Begone and End Workshop. Oh.
0: And then what does that say?
2: Dead End Job, out now on Apple Arcade, coming Friday the 13th of December to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam.
1: <laughs> yeah. So many thanks to our letter writers and
0: uh... apologies we didn't get around to promoting your game I hope it, I, I saw some well, obviously I follow Tony on Twitter but he, he uh, often retweets some of the complimentary coverage he's been getting about Dead yeah. End Jobs so hopefully it's been going well I think it has I hope been. your 2020 has started off well
1: if you want to write to One Life Left, you can do so by, e- uh, by writing physical post to One Life Left, Resonance FM, 144 Borough High Street, London, SE1 1LB. That is the best way to reach us if you want to reach us in a month in the future. Like, it'll take us a while, but when we get to it, we'll be so happy. Let's go for three letters on one show. Well, Let's try and do it. Alright, uh, if you want to email us, of course, Team at one com. We don't have time to play some more music We've what? got to crack on with reviews Do we? Yeah. We've had a two week break Presumably you've played
0: loads Simon Ha Well I have actually um, First of all I'm bringing you up to speed on The Witcher Please do <laughs> um, Well into I
1: don't know if you've been uh, following the show recently Jennifer but Simon's I been have. playing The Witcher for Forever
0: <laughs> Forever
2: So I've learned on episode 400 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And a few more if
0: you, if you listen. It's a good place to jump in, though, yeah, 400, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, that, Not but... a lot has changed. But um, I'm on the Blood and Wine DLC. Um, it's just still magnificent. And the thing that, that quote, the, the, um, the word I promised you earlier, came from The Witcher this morning. It made me laugh out loud. There were train delays this morning. I managed to get a seat. I didn't really mind the train delays, I'll be honest with you, because I got a seat, and it just meant I could play The Witcher for slightly longer. And I'm, I've put in a delay repay. It's perfect crime, isn't it? it really is perfect Work can't get you for that. I <laughs> can't drive a train Sadly not um, uh, A quote from Geralt um, In one of the missions um, Was this morning I, so I can't say all of the words Because I do think one of them is inappropriate Even at 10 to 8 So I'm going to change that to um, How Adam Buxton uh, phrases it Cut the bullshine, Hughes You stole Reginald's testicles Was what uh, that was Geralt quite a was a good I laughed out loud On a, on a busy commuter train this morning Um so yeah, still very much enjoying that. But no, I got uh, an Oculus Quest over the weekend. Ah. It's really, really, really brilliant. Absol- it's, it's, it's. I think, all... Let's forget about the VR missteps that we've had up until then. You know, all the the future that we were promised hasn't been... The headsets that we've been uh, using so far. It, I think it starts with the Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. It really is game-changing in terms of what it's doing, and the, and the lack of wires and the touch controllers are just—it's just a total joy, transformative. You know, yes, we we all enjoyed flying the X-wing with our move controllers, didn't uh-huh. we? But you weren't using an actual hand, and so it's been brilliant uh, watching Kate and Dexter uh, delight uh, in the um, in the experiences that, that it gives you. So. Played Episodes 1 and 2 of Vader Immortal. That's the Star Wars experience. The Canonical... Canonical...
1: Canonical.
0: Uh, <laughs> entry into the Star Wars universe. It's um, definitely
1: Canonical now.
0: That's... What do you say?
1: Canonical. Canonical. Uh, <laughs> it's our One Life Left style guide. <laughs> canonical.
0: Um, yeah, I went to Episode 2 of that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, very, very weird being confronted by... Uh, A life, a presumably life-sized Darth Vader. Um, Is 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 he
1: shorter in real life?
0: Yeah, he's not, he's look, I'm looking up to him I've, uh, the, de, when uh, de, when um, Dexter was playing it the first thing it, the Dexter did was fall to his knees in front of him <laughs> he did yeah in real life I've <laughs> uh, enjoyed that Beat Saber is uh, as good as Anne uh, said a couple of weeks ago particularly when you can add your own songs in mm-hmm. uh, sorry not your own songs songs that other people put on the internet so that is great I've created a little muse playlist <laughs> uh, but it's been um, ACDC's Back to Black and uh, Shake It Off have been the real highlights have they really, really nicely choreographed? Um, yeah, and the, 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 the haptic feedback on the touch things—that when you cross these sabers in the game, they they vibrate as mm. if you're holding them. It's funny. Oh, you, you played it, haven't yeah. you? So that's good. And then I've also, uh, surprisingly, been enjoying Gun Club VR, which um, I, I, I can't remember if I told the story on the show about me not deciding not to fire a gun. At, I have done, haven't I? turns out you give me gun a guns range in uh, in vr and in uh and so uh yes it's very american uh but it's just lots of fun uh you know smoothly uh shooting at pop-up targets using a variety of weapons um so that's good i've also got moss to play and i've got um pistol whip it's really, really good. It's just, it's just so much fun. Although uh, I did find myself awkwardly sat in a in a virtual cinema, watching some three some trailers for three D movies that uh, I couldn't buy in my territory. I didn't want to uh. see how much they were. I was interested in buying them. Um, while someone came and sat next to me in a cinema. There's loads of other seats, and they were throwing popcorn at me. I didn't know what to do, <laughs> so I just quit and left. Uh, it's really, really brilliant. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant. And then I've I've been unsuccessful in linking it to my PC, but I've got a new lead. I'm can take home when I get home this evening. Seven out of ten, Jennifer.
2: I've been playing a game by a fellow London developer uh, called Tangle Tower, and uh. it's a um, murder mystery adventure game.
0: We had Tom on the show a few uh, a few weeks ago. We, we did.
1: did. Let's say it was a few weeks ago. Could have been months. Could have been exactly, years. Yeah. Time has no meaning. Uh, but he
0: I don't think he reviewed his own game. He would be so crass. He's not. I should have thought safe. of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a murder mystery uh, where you take on the role of Detective Grimoire and his uh, co-detective Sally. And you're trying to solve the murder of um, a young painter called Freya Fellow. And you do this by talking to the people who live at Tangle Tower, uh, solving puzzles to find evidence and eventually calling out... Uh, the uh, you know the inha- the inhabitants of uh, Tangle Tower as uh, I guess liars in some ways like you're trying to find contradictions in their testimony. It's available on uh, Apple Arcade and Steam. The writing's really funny, the uh, voice acting is excellent. Uh, I had a I had a great time with it.
1: Okay, I mean, obviously, uh, d- you should declare an interest. Do you know the developer?
2: A little bit, yeah. A little
1: <laughs> bit, but it's not going to affect your score. No. Okay, and what score are you going to give it?
2: Um, i got to go for 7 out of 10.
1: 7 out of 10. Okay, seems fair. I'm sure Tom uh, listens, and I'm sure he'll be fine with that as well. All right, uh, me. Is it my turn? Go on. All right. Uh, I stopped playing Divinity Original Sin. Why? I was really, really enjoying it, and I got to a part where you could rejig the stats on my characters. I found it overwhelming, and then... In that moment, thought I could exit at this point, and I'd be fine. I've okay. learnt enough, uh, and so I stopped playing. I may go back uh, if I get bored. I'm not bored uh, right now because Sock Pop mm. have just put all of their games on Steam. Do you know who Sock Pop are? Uh, I do. They're a video game developer boy band, self-styled for the uh, for the listeners who don't. They release loads of games all the time. Uh, you can subscribe to their Patreon for $3 a month and um, they uh, release two if you subscribe to their Patreon I think you get two-ish games a month uh, for $3 on Steam they cost two three dollars each and you can buy them all now or you can buy them in collections which are about I think $20-ish each as well Uh, so they've just dumped them all onto Steam dumped?
0: yeah do you think that's what they intended to do? I would just dump them on Steam (laughs) What should we do with these? Just sling like dump of them. <laughs> just no, yeah, No, I, I mean, uh,
1: it was a surprise, I think, to a lot of people. It's certainly a surprise to me. And uh, there's a lot of joy to be had there. I think the site that I read about this on, it might have been Polygon something, said it's the best race, one of their games, the best racing game available on PC. Whoa. They're all very, very tiny, as you might imagine, games made in a couple of weeks. And they're all very, very... Uh, limited it's almost like
0: than Project Cars too. yeah better
1: <laughs> they show mechanics off and you play around with them and go yeah that's cool and then the game's pretty much over they're almost like tech demos but they're super fun um, if you want to try them I heartily advise buying a collection you have to accept that some of them are a bit rough and they don't always work properly with the gamepad they don't you know it's a bit fiddly some of the control mechanics aren't great but they're full of ideas and they always look kind of pretty um, also want to mention do I have time yeah quickly uh, no I've lost my page I think I played a game called Temtem oh, yes. oh is yeah is it called Temtem mm-hmm, top of the Steam is. charts is that, is that where it is it's The a uh-huh. Pokemon game oh my god mm. like it is a Pokemon game like it is a reskin of Pokemon. Is
0: it? That's the accusation,
1: is it? Is it well I'm not accusing, <laughs> I'm saying, saying saying what a clever business model <laughs> to take Pokemon which doesn't exist on PC and make a game which is transparently Pokemon. Like, I don't play Pokemon and just from what I know about Pokemon I can tell this is Pokemon. Um, it's good, it's well made it's like playful, it's nice there are other people in the world, it's a connected kind of Pokemon so you see people running around in a kind of fantasy star online style, you know, pausing and staring into space while they fight things and then running around, Uh, I think it can be super it could be super fun and if you are on PC and need that itch scratching, uh, then either buy a Switch Switch (laughs) and get Pokemon or join in uh, with everyone else on Steam and play Temtem, 7 out of 10
0: is it, is it by... Who well, it's it It's published it by pub- Humble. Oh, that's
1: right. So, yeah, right. that's the thing. Jennifer, thank you so thank you for much. for coming on the show. Thanks Come for me having me. Oh, you've been brilliant. Um, remind us again, where can people find the game?
2: Uh, on Steam and Apple, I guess.
1: Perfect. Uh, we'll be back next week, yeah, I, suppose I they, And might be, suppose or not. We don't know. We haven't checked the HR records. Uh, still don't know how many countries there are in the world, but let's assume... She was right. Uh, Until next week, uh, we'll be one Life Left. Goodbye!
0: Bye! Bye.